0: Hey guys oh hi hi everybody welcome to another episode of let's talk plant medicine cannabis psychedelics and pharmaceutics i am so freaking stoked today yes folks <laughs> i am excited today why because i have my home brothers in the house i got a special guest straight from the motherland straight from the motherland that's where we are getting reaching you today but before we get there, you guys know what's up. <laughs> we got to do house cleaning. So what is our house cleaning? This show, this is Lester Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceuticals with Dr. O. And I know there are so many of our listeners today, people that are watching this show today, that are probably seeing me for the first time. I know there are a lot of you folks that know me already, but for those of you that are just seeing me for the first time, My name is Dr. Lola Ohamba. I am also known as Dr. Ho. I'm a clinical pharmacist by trade, and they call me here Plant Medicine Queen. Basically, I'm the founder of WCI Health. We are Alternative Health and Wellness Hub. We help you level up on your wellness journey using the healing powers of plant medicine, like cannabis, psychedelics, and pharmaceuticals using education really as tools, education is the key. So how did I even find myself here? Yeah, like many of you that are listening, joining us for the first time today, I was born in West Africa, in Nigeria, Lagos, <laughs> that's where I was born. So we use herbal medicine as many of us know as wellness tools. And when you talk about hemp, when you talk about cannabis, it's not really different from our herbs that we have been using since we were born. This was what mother nature gave to us. So we are bringing that knowledge back. And a lot of our conventional pharmaceuticals were already originally discovered from herbs. So we're gonna get to all that with our guest today. I have with me a director, founder of Pan African hemp association. He's gonna be telling us a whole lot of cool stuff about him. But before we go there, we cannot even start this show without doing our good house cleaning. It's almost spring, so good house cleaning. So what is a good house cleaning? This show is for educational purpose and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor for all your medical needs. Do not start or stop any medicine without talking to your doctor. Having said that, what is the next uh, asking that we got to do? And that is you, your uh, sponsor. Without you, we can't be here. I can't be here without you, dog. <laughs> anyway, we want to say thank you to WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness hub. They are the makers of Glow's and Glow's beauty products. And apart from that, for all, everything you need to know about WCI Health, head straight to their website, wci-health.com. And they are also this uh, they disproved this, this book. You know, this book, what's up with this book? A pharmacy's guide to cannabis, perspective of a non-conforming clinician. Yours truly wrote this book. For those of you that are international listeners, you can get it on Amazon as Kindle and also in the paper version. This is your basic Bible. It's about 50 pages, but it goes a long way. Everything you need to know about cannabis is right here. Yeah, I said that. I also want to say, we now have our brand ambassador program up and running. Folks, you guys have been reaching out to me. You said, hey, Dr. Ho, how can we support this amazing thing that is going on? We want to be part of it. So we went out here, we listened, we create our affiliate, our ambassador program. For the links on how to join and all the information, head straight to my website wci-health.com or slide in my DM wci-health19. So that's I said all the goods. It's a lot of good house cleaning. I got with me my, my love, uh, Okechi, okay, uh, okay, Did I get that right, my love?
1: Yeah, close close. It's um, Malobi Ogbechi. Malobi
0: Ogbechi. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. Malob Ogbechi. Malob is the founder of Pan African Hemp Association. And I'm going to tell I'll let him come in and talk to you guys today. Malob, thank you so much for joining us today. All the way from Motherland. I'm so excited. How are you?
1: I'm very happy and I'm, you know, excited to be part of this podcast. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you?
0: I am great. I am doing good. I had so, 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 uh, we met on Clubhouse. We got talking. And I got so excited about hearing your story. Talk to us. Talk to our, our listener a little bit about your background. And, and what brought you, what makes you decide to form an hemp association? And yeah, talk to us about your background. How you got
1: here. Oh, sure, sure. Um, great question. So, um, I'm uh, Nigerian-born. Uh, I moved to the UK when I was very young, uh, before I started secondary school, and uh, you know, did my work experience in the in the UK as well, studied, etc. And towards the last, let's say, five to six years, uh, I got more and more exposed to uh, hemp, um, understanding sustainability, the many uses of hemp etc. And so during my free time, I'll do a lot of research about it, I'll go to events, I would network um, with people from the British Hemp Association, European Industrial Hemp Association, and I just saw how important hemp is going to be in the future, especially for Africa. So with the other projects I'm working on business-wise, I thought it would be a great idea to start the Pan-African Industrial Hemp Association, because with a lot of these movements, with a lot of these ideas, um, Africa gets tends to get left behind. You know, we're always trying to catch up with everyone. So I thought, let's let's think a few years ahead and start something. And so that we're, we're not too far behind and then we can use the research and everything to catch up. And so um, I moved back to Nigeria towards the beginning of 2020 and in the beginning of 2020, there was a lot more free time because of the lockdowns, et cetera. So I started the association, brought stakeholders together um, sharing knowledge sharing expertise sharing projects and that's how really I, I got to do it and you know since then we've had people uh, publish articles about the association and the the many kind of things we're trying to get into so I hope that was a good sort of summary on how I started it and got to this position
0: that is awesome that is really really cool all the way from UK and uh, and back home First of all, I want to also ask you, was it, did you specifically went back home to, to Nigeria because you wanted to start the association, or was there another reason that took you back back to Africa?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um there's actually quite a few. Um reasons that were mixed in there. One was um, I was getting, uh, no, homesick is a, is, is a more of an emotional word, but I think I think that was a bit of it. I, I I knew that I wanted to move back to Africa. That's something I knew. And I was watching a lot of YouTubers do videos like What Am I, et cetera, doing a content about different countries in Africa. And I was inspired. So Um, I visited a few West African countries, um, you know, during a work holiday, and I saw that Look, there's there's no reason for me to be in the UK anymore. Um, I, I know that I can add more value if I move back to Africa. Uh, and plus, one of my other business ventures was beginning to show some traction, um, which was the exportation of a food product called Fonio. Uh, and so, those were the main reasons a part of the homesickness, a part of business reasons. Um, and so, Whilst I was there, you know, before I had moved back, I already had the idea of starting the association, even whilst in the UK, but I never really had the time to to focus on it. And it wasn't until the lockdowns and COVID and everything kicked off and I had that extra time that I decided to actually officially start work on this association.
0: Yeah, awesome. That is awesome. So I'm going to go to, uh first of all, for the association, is there an association for hemp cultivator? And uh, I want to ask that question. Then the other question I want to ask is, what about uh, seed, the genetics of uh, the seed, the genetics that comes with hemp seed? Here right now, when you talk about cannabis and Folks might look at it that, okay, cannabis, but they are all in the same family. Hemp, cannabis, they belong in the in the family of the sativa, cannabis sativa L, which is kind of like you talk about orange, lemon, lime. Yeah, they don't look a lot. Sometimes they don't taste a lot, but they are all in that citrus family. So talk to me about that. Is the First of all, the association, is it uh, about only the cultivators, or it involves everybody else. Secondly, talk to me about seed, the genetics of the seed. Here we have cultivar, chemo, uh, chemotype. It's a lot of of vase that we, we are going on here. How is that working in the hemp space?
1: Yeah. Again, great questions. Um, the first one regarding to you know what members we have. To be honest, the, the association is really open to all sorts of members. Um, we have people that are interested. And the cultivation of hemp, um, quite a few from places like Zimbabwe to South Africa to uh, Ghana, Nigeria, although Nigeria uh, still has some work to do, which we'll probably talk about later. And then we've got investors, we've got, um, you know, people that just want to learn more about. The, the, the hemp plant, because that's one thing as well, there's limited knowledge out there about, it, especially on the continent. Um, we've also got people that are just, you know, looking to add value to the crop and see how they can make hempcrete and, um, you know, buildings and structures and all these other value added products. So, there isn't a sort of restriction in the type of member that we have. It's really just about bringing people that are passionate about it, that want to be part of the journey and moving hemp forward in Africa. Um, When it comes to the seeds, uh, this is actually something that we've had more challenges with uh, because most of the... I, I would say a lot of the hemp cultivation is going on in, in europe and north america sometimes the climate is is not quite the same as in africa and so sometimes it's it's, it's difficult to get the best yields uh, from the crop due to the different climates etc and the, and the daylight hours so one thing that we're, we're trying to work on is to develop our own localized strains uh, for the industrial hemp, whether it be for the grain or for more fibrous crops. Um, but yeah, this is something that we need more investors to come into and, and, and play in. Uh, and, and whoever comes in and play, you know, fills in that gap is obviously gonna make a lot of money. Um, but not just in, in, in this sort of seed genetics locally, we've had trials with Chinese seeds, some European strains, but mostly Chinese, and they've g- been giving some decent results. So it, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, there's also a, co- uh, a company in uh, Ghana that's actually looking to d- develop their own for CBD. Um, and they're, they're, they're making some strides there. So it's, it's a mixed bag, but I think we need more investors to play in the, in the seed development and the genetics side of things.
0: That is, uh, that is pretty cool. You guys have been doing a lot of work. A lot of work is going on. I am very, very appreciative of the foundational work that you and your team are already putting into this space because like I said, I, me coming from there, I'm getting ready to come over and actually experience some of these things myself. So to have foot on the ground already, uh, doing the world, thats really, really awesome. Because at the end of the day, right? Af- Africa have uh, a lot. We have the youngest population right now in the whole world. So th- that is uh, manpower right there for investors that want to come into that community to 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 partner with with people like you, Malo. Apart from from that fact, we have the population that is going to consume this product, we have the lands that is Africa have that land that we can use to really cultivate not just hemp, but cannabis. I got into a discussion recently with with somebody in in my network, and we were talking about the fact that the Western community, the Western world, they are kind of advising that it's probably better for Africa to just concentrate on hemp and not even not bother too much about medicinal cannabis because the Western world might not buy medicinal cannabis from Africa. Do you, t- what is your take on that? Do you think Africa should just concentrate on hemp? Especially when you look at the fact that the, the population is huge right now, Nigeria is one of the number, uh, top 10 consumers of this cannabis. Uh, and cannabis is medicine. And that is part of what our, me and a whole bunch of you in particular, we're going to be working to educate our people going, uh, going forward. But talk to me about it that do you think Africans should just concentrate on hemp?
1: No, I, I, I disagree. Um, I think that hemp is is one of many crops that are going to be, you know, important in the future when it comes to sustainability. Um, There's also a very uh, underrated crop in Africa, particularly West Africa, called canaf, which can do a lot of the things that hemp can do in terms of, you know, uh, bioremediation from oil spills, um, creating paper products, um, jute bags, automotive parts. So um, there's other sustainable crops that were actually bringing as sister crops to our association. Um, I think that hemp is is important. I think it's gonna be very important in the future, but to say that Africa should focus on um, industrial hemp only and leave uh, cannabis to the rest of the world is a very, very bad idea. not just from an economic standpoint but also from a medicinal standpoint. Um, We've we've seen the research out there uh, and we know what cannabis can do from a medicinal level so um, to say that we shouldn't be able to grow and add value to our own um, is gonna really push us behind, which is what has been going on for such a long time, right? We're always left behind. We're always, you know, the 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 ones that are really playing in the in the small games, the smaller leagues. So but cannabis is an opportunity for Africa to compete in a massive industry that actually we have the capability to compete due to our great crop, uh, soil, great strains that we already have. So I, I don't think that it's a good idea for us to just play in an industrial hemp. Um, and then obviously, like you said, Nigeria is the largest consumer of uh, you know, cannabis in in Africa um, you know we're we're in the top 10 in the world so to say that we should not actually start you know legalizing it controlling that um, and distributing it through legal channels it's a very very bad idea because you know we can you know reduce crime um, by controlling it and and making it regulated Uh, we can make a lot more money we can even begin to export and make some foreign exchange coming into the country uh, so there's there's so many benefits about legalizing it that to say that we should just take our hands off and let the Western world eat from this big pie, it, 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 it's it's a very. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I know this is a real big pie, not just as a medicine for our folks, and we uh, Africa in particular knows what disease state their people are suffering from uh, that we're going through. So you folks in Africa, they're the one that knows that. So apart from having uh, tailored uh, therapeutics towards the people of Africa, we talk about over 50 uh, billions and billions and billions of dollars in the nearest future, in the 2025, right here, just around the corner. So for Africa to just not have part of a piece of the pie uh, by just being limited to just hemp, why can't we do it all, why can't we not do it all, I totally uh, mm-hmm. agree with you, uh, it, it doesn't make sense to me at all, and we, because I, I noticed that there's that campaign that is already going on right now to, uh, to convince leaders it cannot bring, I have to go, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go out for this one. It kind of brings me back to the days of slavery, to tell you the truth. When they used to get our, our leaders to make decisions for us. You get what I'm saying? That's why it comes to me, because I don't think the Western world should be telling us what to grow on our own soil, or because you're not going to buy it. We got the population to buy it already. The youngest population in the entire what is right there in Africa, you know. So I really I really don't buy that. But uh, when we talk about hemp, growing hemp, what are the challenges that you see growing hemp in Africa?
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's another great question. I think there's, there's two main things, one of which I spoke about earlier, which is the genetics. And really uh, developing a localized uh, strain that can produce good quality crops um, in the subtropical uh, or sub-Saharan uh, regions. So this is something that people are working on right now, but there there is definitely need for investment in that sector. But then another thing is, a lot of people are passionate about hemp and and they see the potential for it, but we also need practical real world um, projects to actually execute on Um, luckily i've had you know one or two people that have reached out to me regarding projects that they want to do with the hemp but you know i i have a little bit of entrepreneurial experience and you can't build a a solution where there's no problem right so you have to also identify what what can we do with this hemp what projects can we use it for who's going to pay for it who's our end customer right you've got to think about it from a purely business perspective as well because someone has to pay for it so whether it's you know Building hempcrete homes. Who are you targeting? Is it um, a slightly more well-to-do class of people that want to are passionate about sustainability, that can afford to pay for hemp, or would it be more of a low uh, low low-income housing uh, that's done through the government um, that's more sustainable? Uh, You know, if you look at the different uses of of hemp as well, not just you know hempcrete. You've got the hemp textiles or hemp seed oil. I, I spoke to a lady recently on Clubhouse who uses hemp seeds as a sort of helping with communities that are affected by malnutrition, right? So you can use hemp seeds as well in that perspective, but who's paying? Is it a non-governmental, uh, more charitable work or is it are you, are you creating a product that you can sell in supermarkets because the consumers understand the benefits? So it's really about uh, plugging that solution with real world problems that people are gonna pay for. And um, sometimes we're overly excited about sustainability, but we don't really look at the practical business applications. So those are really the two main uh, challenges we're facing right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, see what you're saying. So basically, when we are even talking about the Western world, I'm getting from what you just said, that this might be the area where they can begin to come in and partner with people like you that are already doing the hard war on the ground uh, right now correct am i am i am i getting it right
1: yeah it's it's a bit of that um you know it, it could be maybe a western um you know controlled aid 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 agency or um you know a non-governmental organization on the continent or a government-sponsored uh, Project, but So it could be a publicly funded project, but also it could be a, a private investor who maybe wants to, who believes in hemp and wants to build their house out of hemp because they know that it's a sustainable material. So whichever way it comes from, we need more real life pro- projects that we can use the hemp for on, on, on a practical level, uh, rather than being swept up by the potential for hemp in, in, our, in our lives.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, we're talking about real stuff, not just, oh, it has the potential to be used for clothes. Who are the people that are going to buy this? Uh, Who, are, who is going to process it into, into fiber that we're going to use to build these clothes? Who is going to process it into the crate that we're going to use to build houses? That's that's what we're, t- we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Other than that, and I know you touched uh, on this a little bit uh, earlier, what are the potential, what are the other uses that we can use hemp for? Just, I mean, for like we, a lot of our folks hear about hemp and they're like, oh, hemp, India, hemp. And that, I want you to also link that to the stigma that we have, especially in Africa, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you answer the first question. What can we use this hemp for?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So, um, really, all all parts of the hemp plant uh, can be used uh, for many different reasons. Um, if we look at, you know, the seeds, the hemp seeds um, are one of the most complete um, types of foods, you know, in terms of a balance of amino acids and protein. Um, so the hemp seed is, itself can be eaten, uh, blended into your foods. Um, when the shell is removed, it looks kind of like sesame seeds. So it's a very nutritional food, um, particularly for people that have vegetarian diets as well, um, because it provides a lot of those vitamins to people on a vegan or vegetarian diet might not be getting. Um, So you talk about the seeds for the food. Seeds as well, the hemp seed oil can be used for cooking. Um, It has a much higher um, sort of smoking point. So it's a a healthier oil to use than the traditional oils that people use when they're cooking their food. Um, Then we we can move on to, let's say the fiber, right? So the fiber, the stalk of the hemp plant can be used for many different things. Uh, You know, when we look at Henry Ford, one of his very, first car models was made from entirely hemp fiber. The body of the car itself was used from hemp fiber because of the, you know, the the flexibility, but also the the strength of the hemp fiber. Um, And also till today, uh, many companies still use hemp as part of their automotive parts, whether it be in the the herd, when it's making, uh, you know, the, the the bunk the, the the when you open the back of the car that 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 flat surface in the back of the car hemp is sometimes used but also in the interior of the cars as well so we're talking about automotive industries the hemp crete i touched on earlier um, hemp crete is a material that is used made from mixing hemp with limestone and other particular materials and hemp crete is a very sustainable material not only because it is carbon Neutral, which means that it is it's trapping in the carbon dioxide and reversing the effects of climate change, but it also is help helpful for people that have respiratory uh, problems because it's a breathable material. So, and also, as some people may know the, the construction industry has a lot of, you know, pollution around it. So, um, I mean, the, the list literally goes on, you know, we have CBD, which is one of the biggest things about hemp that has taken over for recently. CBD can be, you know, this is not medical advice, but some people, um, you know, have used CBD as, you know, maybe trying to help with anxiety or chronic pain, or these are the different things people say, or, you know, that they use it for. And then finally, you know, we're talking about the hemp flower. Um, it can also be smoked because it has a very low uh, THC level. So people that are quite sensitive to THC um, can use hemp flour as opposed to a, more, a much higher uh, THC cannabis strain. So uh, literally <laughs> the, the, the hemp story is so far reaching and people that want to learn more about hemp, uh, there's a book called uh, The Emperor Wears No Clothes by uh, Jack Herrera which is a fantastic book about hemp. But yeah, I could literally talk all day about this crop, but it has so many, so many different uses. I mean, finally, I'll just say the textiles, uh, hemp can be used to make clothes as well, but I'll just leave it there for now.
0: That is a mic drop, my love. That is a mic freaking drop. Folks, I told you this is power. This is power. Straight from the motherland, power. We are people of excellence. But before that is really a serious mind drop. I had to go to to uh, commercial break. Now where are we? We are still in cannabis psychedelic club with Doctor Omar I here with Malobe he is the founder of Pan African Hemp Association. He's doing an amazing, excellent, excellent work in our community out there in Motherland, in Africa, in West, in Nigeria in particular. So if you are an organization out there, you've heard him so eloquent. I mean, I'm so honored to say this is somebody I know. So if you are an organization and you would like to uh, partner with them, we're gonna be giving you information on how to do that yet uh, before we end this show. Right now, this show is being sponsored by WCI Health. They are uh, your alternative health and wellness hub. They are the makers of glows and glows beauty products. Now, at WCI Health, we now have real mushroom uh, products. Real mushroom. Why do you need real mushroom? I mean, so I'm of the school of thought that believes. You are what you eat, and you might not be your brothers or sister, but you look exactly, you, you might not look exactly like them, but you have some features in your brothers and sisters. So right now, psychedelic mushroom is not legal. I believe some of the properties that we get from the psychedelic mushroom, we can get it in the organic, non-psychedelic mushroom as well. So we now carry real mushroom on our website, WCI. Go ahead and get your own. We have Shiitake, Alliance, men, Cordyceps, you name it, you're going to get it there. Other than that, we also have a, a book, a pharmacy's guide to cannabis perspective of a non-conforming clinician. And folks, we are looking for sponsor for this show. If you are an organization right there, and you would like to be part of what we are doing, you'd like to sponsor this show, please slide in my DM, WCI Health 19 on IG or wci-health.com and you will see an email. Send us an email. We want you to be a part of what we are doing here. I haven't said that, love. I got this other. Yeah, we've talked about the, talk to me about the stigma and I know hemp, yeah, we have all that little differentiation between hemp and cannabis. Yeah, like I was saying earlier about real mushroom, organic mushroom and psychedelic mushroom, they are really in the same family. Orange, lime, lemon, they are all citrus. But yeah, we have differentiated uh, industrial hemp as less than 0.3% THC. Even in spite of that, there's still that stigma that surrounded the whole cannabis, the whole hemp family. Talk to me, how is that being taken in Africa, especially in Nigeria?
1: Yeah, it's, um, the, the, sti- the stigma hasn't changed very much, uh, to be honest. Uh, once people hear hemp, they, you know, they they automatically oh, react. Oh, mama, boo.
0: They're like, oh, grass, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <That's laughs> <motor>, weed.
1: <laughs> exactly. So there's a lot of uh, negative connotations. And I, and I think that, you know, um, so people are very myopic when they look at these things. Um, but what we can do is just try to educate them, uh, tell them more about it more about more about the, you know, health benefits. I think that, you know, this upcoming generation is more open-minded. You know, if you go to places like, you know, Lagos in Nigeria, um, there is much more of a freer culture. You know, you can see people smoking in in bars and clubs and stuff like that. So uh, this new generation is a bit more liberal when it comes to uh, anything cannabis in general. Um, But you know, the the Nigerian uh, culture obviously is quite um, religious and um, um, very, you know, orthodox in their thinking sometimes. So, you know, that can influence the way people look at some of these things. But with that being said, Nigeria is the largest consumer of of, of cannabis. So you can see here how the, the irony appears because on the international stage, Nigeria is one of the first to be against cannabis. But on the ground, you know, we're, we're the largest consumers in Africa. So, you know, we, we need to start um, getting rid of that cognitive dissonance and start, you know, having a bit of more unity in terms of what we preach and what what we practice, right? So, I, I do think that there, there's still a little bit of that stigma there, but this new generation is definitely open-minded. They're open to learning. They're open to listening. And you, you know, you'll be surprised in, in v- very few years, a lot can change.
0: That is uh, awesome. I'm glad uh, to hear that. And that should be a great uh, mind calming uh, words for investors that are looking into Africa, especially Nigeria. Nigeria is the giant of Africa when it comes to everything. And when it comes to this uh, cannabis hemp space, it's going to be a game changer when, when we finally get there. And I know eventually we will get there. Well, so this should be a kind of a uh, good news for investors. What will you, uh, what will your advice be for folks that are looking into doing business, maybe Westerners that are looking into doing business in the continent of Africa, Nigeria in particular?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I think um, obviously the first thing to do would be to uh, connect with people on the ground. Uh, You can reach out to myself, or I can pass you on to people that are in the space, depending on what your requirements are. Uh, Secondly, I'll say when you do reach out, you do vet the people because obviously in every situation when there's a new industry coming up, there are opportunists. It's not something that's exclusive to Nigeria. This happened, you know, both in the UK and the US. So you just go do your due diligence, do your background checks on people, really um, dig deeper and and try to get to know the person that you're working with and speaking with. Um, But I would say as well, um look at the different countries as well. You know, some countries are low risk and higher reward. Sometimes some countries are higher risk, but even much higher reward. I think that Nigeria would fit into that category because, you know, the legislation is not being pushed through yet. So there might be a bit more risk when you say in terms of your, you know, putting your money in. But the market is so huge that. If you did manage to, you know, things do go your, the way that you plan, the, 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 you know, you've got access to the largest cannabis market in, in in Africa, and you know, the top ten in the entire world, right? So look at the different markets. Um, you know, some countries, the the southern region of Africa has been a bit more progressive in terms of their legalization and the, you know, steps towards liberalizing uh, cannabis, but. So they've, you know, when you talk about South Africa, Malawi, Zimbabwe, Zambia, the that whole southern part of Africa has made a lot of forward movement. Um, Rwanda as well has made some movement on the east. Uganda uh, hasn't quite legalized, but there's some, you know, progress being made. Nigeria as well. Uh, Not too long ago, the bill for, you know, passed the second reading. So you can see that there's a lot of movement, even Ghana as well. They're just waiting for the legislative instrument to pass. So there's a lot of movement and different countries and different regions are at different stages right but i think you just got to look at the entire each country individually and not think that each country is the same as the other right each country has its particular challenges this particular stage that it's at and its particular risk and reward ratio so you just got to dig deeper and pick one country and go deep into that country and i'm sure you'll be able to find the right place to invest your money
0: Thank you so much for that. And I'm going to have two more questions and we will wrap it up today. My first question will be for a uh, part of, you know, when you turn in the news uh, sometimes, the kind of uh, uh, image that they present of Africa, especially that, oh, there's crime, as if there's no crime everywhere. Oh, technology and all that. Talk to me about the fintech in, in Nigeria, in Africa, particularly. When it comes to somebody, maybe an investor coming to the um, uh, to the Western, to the community, to the African Panhandle Motherland to do business, what is security? What is the technology? How is that being uh, looked at?
1: Yeah, I mean the Nigerian startup ecosystem is is absolutely booming. I mean every every other day there's a, there's a company that's getting. In, you know, a few million dollars investment here, hundred million there. So um, the, the tech scene in Nigeria is very, very big and it's growing exponentially. Um, I would even say that we've probably, uh, I mean, I don't want the two dollar and horn, but we've got one of the best tech ecosystems in Africa. So when it comes to tech, uh, when it comes to fintech in particular, a lot of money is going into that in Nigeria because we're really in order for, our, you know, country and continent at large to get that scale, some, sometimes you got to go back to ground zero, the infrastructure, right? So the infrastructure can be roads, it can be um, telecommunications infrastructure, it can be financial infrastructure. Um, so, and then more technologies and solutions can be built on that infrastructure. So, you know, depending on, you know, what industry you want to look into, really go back to the bare bones and see, look, have they got have they got this you know foundational level yet? If not, you know, you can start investing on that level. If they do, which Nigeria has actually got now when it comes to a lot of you know finance and, and fintech, then you can start looking and see how you can invest on top of that structure. So uh, yeah, Nigeria has been, has been doing has been booming when it comes to tech and fintech in particular.
0: Thank you so much for that. So uh, my last question for you uh, today is that uh, for folks uh, both in Africa and in the Western world, that would for first of all, for in Africa that are looking listening to you and saying, wow, this is amazing. How can I get into this space? How can I be part of it? I know you have your uh, Pan uh, uh, African uh, Hemp Association and all that stuff. I'm going to want you to talk to me about what your platform, what you do on your platform. The second part of that question is uh, for Western uh, Westerners that are looking he listening to you and saying, I never knew this, this uh, opportunity exists out here, not just to do good to the continent of Africa, but the opportunity to also create wealth for themselves as an investor. What is your advice to these folks?
1: Yes. So um, like you said, we've got the Pan-African Hemp Association, um, about 100 members now and and still growing. So uh, if you're interested in hemp in Africa, uh, please go to our website. Um, There's a section where you can actually fill out a short form so that you can join our, you know, association and join the conversations that we're having. And, you know, if you want to be connected to consultants and business opportunities and investment opportunities, uh, we are really that glue that is connecting people all around Africa when it comes to hemp. Uh, and so, yeah, we even have a Telegram group where we host a discussion. Sometimes we have webinars and Zoom meetings, et cetera. Um, so that's when it comes to actually, you know, connecting and, and doing some work with us. And our website is uh, panafricanhemp.com uh, and Instagram is also at panafricanhemp. Now, when it comes to advice, um, I would say like, again, do your due diligence really understand the, the country and the market you're looking at, speak to people on the ground, try to speak to a few people as well, try and get a varied uh, opinion on things. Uh, and, you know, because sometimes you make this mistake thinking that, you know, we have, you know, even myself, I make that mistake sometimes, you know, because I came from the diaspora moving back. Oh, I've got this amazing idea and I I know it'll work in Africa. But really, until you speak to people on the ground, you do your ground research, um, you can't really validate that. So really, really, really try to reach out to people like myself. And, you know, I've got a whole network of people that I can introduce you to that are doing fantastic stuff in different countries all over the continent so um i'll be more than happy to to connect people that's that's really my job here um to really be that that link between different projects and people that are interested in in hemp on the continent
0: thank you so much my love i am so so grateful for that i know you mentioned briefly i want you to uh tell our listeners again uh where uh, where we can find you? Where can we find you? I want and we, folks, we're gonna put all those information about Malo on the show notes for this uh for this episode. And if you miss anything, and you would like to, if you're an investor, you're a business person, you would like to connect with him directly, you can slide in my DM. And I will make uh, those contacts possible. But my love, come talk to our uh, listeners again. Where can we find you again? I know you were going a little bit faster. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no worries. No worries. So um, you can follow us on Instagram on Pan African Hemp, PanAfricanHemp, P-A-N-A-F-R-I-C-A-N-H-E-M-P. Uh, also, our website is the same, PanAfricanHemp.com. Uh, you can also add me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Malobi uh M-A-L-O-B-I, and my last name is O-G-B-E-C-H-I-E, and I'm very responsive on there. And if you also want to reach out on email, um, we have info at panafricanhemp.com, no hyphens, no dashes, or anything, and we'll be happy to respond to any questions that you may have.
0: Thank you so much, Maloba. I appreciate you so much for what you're doing in at home in Africa, in Nigeria, and doing this amazing work. We really do appreciate you. Folks, that is our show for today. Folks, like I said earlier, we have our brand ambassador affiliate program ready to go on our website, wci-health.com if you want to be part of the amazing work that is going on here. And especially for those of you that are thinking, one day we're going to go to Africa and do business, Doctor, oh, you know, I was born in Nigeria. I have, I am, just like Malo was saying, is that link. I am that link that links you from the Western world right straight back there. And we're going to be doing a great, great work. So this year is uh, everything. I mean, it's a game changer. I keep telling you folks, we got so much in stock. That is it. So if you want to be part of what we are doing, go to the website and sign up for our brand ambassador. We can start from there. If you want to learn how to work with me, slide in DM, WCI Health 19, or you can leave me a note on the website, WCI-health.com. Other than that, if you are an organization and you would like to sponsor this show, we need you. We need you. We need money to keep this show going. And I say thank you to our sponsor that have been supporting us on Patreon. If you are buying the book, if you are part of any part of our our, our opportunities, you are indirectly supporting this show. But if you are an organization and you actually like us to put you, uh, your logo on our website, as well as on YouTube, please slide in DM WCI Health 19 and reach out to us. And uh, also... I am a public speaker. You guys know that. So it's an opportunity also for you to have your logo on my booth when I go to speak at this event. And it's a lot of those events. We just came back from Canadelic, Miami. We're looking forward to Wonderland and we are looking forward to Bazinga It's a lot that is going on for us. So slide in there. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. And don't forget we still have uh, African Canadian Club today on Sunday 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and Canadian uh, Psychedelic Club every 12 noon on Saturday Eastern Standard Time. Until next time folks remember health equals well. Go have an amazing day. Bye guys. See ya. <laughs>